You're listening to the Ontos Podcast, where we explore the nature of stories and the pursuit of being in truth. I'm Mac. And I'm Vod. And our sentience depends on you. Now cue the intro music. Juan and I met by happenstance, though I suppose he would use the word providence. I have met many other terrorist philosophers since that day. They are, every one, men of great wisdom and ponderous sagaciousness. Men with an almost palpable importance. Not so Quan. In a way, he is as unlikely a prophet as I am a hero. He never had an air of ceremonious wisdom nor was he even a religious scholar. When we first met, he was studying one of his ridiculous interests in the great Hellini library. I believe he was trying to determine whether or not trees could think. That he should be one, the one who finally discovered the great hero of terrorist prophecy is a matter that would cause me to laugh, had events turned out just a little differently. Ooh, now that's an epigraph to unpack. Heavy. Uh, yeah, we'll get to that in a second because this chapter is uh, got a quite, lot. Quite busy. Yeah, quite busy. Um, chapter eighteen. So, chapter eighteen. Uh, we're gonna kind of go through this summary a lot quicker, in my opinion, because it's just so much. There's so much about. going on. And so, I'm gonna give this one a bit more of a little bit of a rough. I'll try to keep as much detail as I can in it as possible for our summary episode, but we're gonna kind of speed through this one. So, Avin arrives at this ball. She is in the most beautiful dress she could find. She was trying to be bold. She wants to stick out for Ellen. She wants to stick out because she just has a lot of confidence now. She's coming back. She feels happy and she's immediately shut down because she comes into. All of these, you know, these noble women who fill out their dresses perfectly. They have, you know, she even points out, what is she wearing? What is that? And and, and, and <laughs> says it's like high heels. You can't wear them. He goes, what? she's like, why don't I have high heels? And <laughs> so for obvious reasons. Yeah, for obvious reasons. But yeah, like she comes in super confident, confident. And then her confidence is kind of shut down a bit because she she gets met with all these noble women who are openly hostile you know it's just and Caesar explains it's just the court way right this is the way that they fight amongst each other it doesn't matter they want to show their station through how well they're dressed and that's how they're going to try to dominate a social situation and so Vin kind of picks up on that and she goes she kind of files it away that she needs better stuff and so she files that one away for later and she points out that the this lord's hall I, f- I forgot the lord's name but the the house the house this house hall the is, keep. is not nearly as nice as Ventures. She's like, she she's even starting to notice very quickly. This is only her second ball. And she's like, well, yeah, this place isn't that great compared to the last one we were in. And she's looking for Ellen. That's the biggest thing here. After she gets over the initial, like, scanning the room and everything, she's like, where is he? And she's looking for him for obvious reasons at this point. She She needs to see 
see her man. Um, but, uh, yeah. Sazed kind of recommends that she does what she promised last time. You need to go dance with people. You need to go get to know people. You need to actually start getting into people's inner circles. That's what's important now. So that's what you should focus on. So she goes over, sits down at a table. She's getting all ready. She's hyping herself up. And boom, 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 boom. Book after book after book after book after book. And Ellen just sits down with a stack of books. Doesn't even talk to her. Just starts reading. And they start squabbling again. I even have in in my notes here. Several times in this chapter, Ellen and Vince squabble. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They, they, They do the social dance, right? They do. They tease each other. They're they're flirting. They're 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 just teasing each other and kind of messing with each other. But in a weird way, they're trying to fill each other out too. They're trying to learn about each other. Um, and Vin Vin eventually loses her cool. And I think the big thing here was Vin loses her cool in the beginning because Ellen talks incredibly disrespectful about Sazed. He says like, "This is why I don't like Stewart." So they're unsufferably like insufferably cool, efficient. Yeah. And and, and and says, says it's a better man than you will ever be. Yeah, is a better man than you'll ever be. And, and Ellen and Ellen admitted, admittedly takes a step back and just says, "I apologize." Yeah, I'm sorry. I, yeah, I mean, it shows a lot about his character. We learn a lot more here. I'm jumping a little bit of ahead here, but since you brought that up, he seems to have this view that the the ska and the servants there has to be something more to them. That's what at least what he's thinking. He wants to talk to Vin about that. We'll get to that in a second, but. I think that reaction he had was very much a, oh, this is what I'm how I'm expected to react. And then when when he realized that Vin wasn't going to react like a no, uh, like a normal norm, noble person, he was like, oh yeah, yeah, he got embarrassed in a way. Like, oh, this isn't how I think. This is how I was expected to react. I'm sorry. Yeah, he he basically he said he basically said like, I am kind of putting. Like, he didn't say, but I mean that just shows like I'm putting on a show, and I didn't mean for it to go that far. Yep. They go back to squabbling. Vin Vin tries to get his attention and he throws her off by, you know, he straight up just calls her beautiful. And this throws Vin way off. Um, But yeah, going on here, he wants to essentially know why Lady Villette's here. He shows that he's interested in the ska. He wants to start up a conversation with her. Vin has to consistently remind herself, I need to answer with they're just ska. I need to answer with they're just, she has to complete continuously remind herself not to give herself away by by talking more because he's like are the ska here in the in in the city different than the ones on your plantation are they smart there do they show intelligence and she's just like well of course they show intelligence you know they are people and he goes they are and she goes yeah but they're just ska like like she has to continuously shut down his like you know i guess his prying for knowledge here and i find that super duper interesting about him and this goes on for a while and he eventually goes back to ignoring her starts reading a book and everything she realizes people aren't coming to dance with her because they see ellen sitting at her table and all the lower lords the ones that would be approaching her because they're the correct social status to approach her are all not doing anything because they're afraid of ellen and so she eventually gives one of them a look and kind of coaxed them over to ask her to dance and she accepts and she spreads a rumor almost immediately. This guy's super scared dancing with her. Uh, she realizes for the first time that these people were as scared and nervous as she was her first time going to the ball. And that, that, that puts her at ease. 
he goes, oh, these people are just as afraid as I am. You know, this is going to go well. But she spreads a rumor. She tells him, which she expects him to tell all the other boys that want to dance with her, that Ellen is kind of acting like her big brother. Ellen, you know, the Venture and the Renew family are friends, and Ellen is uh, watching over her like a guardian. And, well, it works. Because she returns, she gets to use that to poke at Ellen, and he go and she goes, yeah, you're you're like my brother, my much older brother. And he goes, much older. He goes, yeah, probably twice as old. And he goes, twice as old, unless you are a very mature ten year old. <laughs> I do not believe I'm twice as old as you. Ellen is twenty one years old. Yeah, Ellen's twenty one, and so she gets to poke fun at him and everything. But he ends up, uh, she gets asked to dance consistently 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 uh during her first dance though something i kind of glossed over is that he uh he mentions that the the boy that she danced with mentions that the ventures are keeping super duper quiet after kelsier's attacks they are not overextending they're not making noise they're being very calm and calculated and that vin or i guess lady valette in this case someone Lady Shan is spreading rumors about Lady Valette, and they're apparently not very good. So, then after messing with Ellen for a little more, goes, yeah, and there's this, some girl spreading rumors about me, Lady Lady Shan, and he and Ellen clams up, and it's like, oh, yeah, about, yeah, mm-hmm, and she goes, well, you're going to tell me now, and he's like, no, and he goes, all right. Well, Ellen, <laughs> Lady Shan is uh, Ellen's betrothed, Fiance, ex-fiance, I don't know. One of those. I mean, Eldon was like, oh yeah, that was like something my family set up like months ago, but I haven't even talked to her really. And so, I don't know what that is about. Um, Yeah, because he even mentions early on, he goes, it's so weird that he mentions it that way because he's like, oh yeah, my parents have like been setting me up with dates like Mm -hmm. every single time. And I'm like, but you're betrothed. I don't know. It's ex-fiance i think is how we're looking yeah, at it. ex-fiance is probably more more like it and then we all of a sudden learn that lady valette made an enemy and it wasn't even her fault <laughs> ellen kind of forced that one on her and that's not good because we learn a little bit later that lady shan holds a lot of influence from what we're seeing um but here let me let me check my notes really fast so i can stay on track here so Ellen leaves. Uh, Ellen dismissed Sazed, by the way, while she was dancing, so he could go to his his servant's meal. Um, Ellen leaves and leaves all the books everywhere, and almost immediately, a a Tara Stewart approaches Vin after some dancing with, with, with some of the other guys and approaches her, brings her over to this table because Lady Shan wants to talk to her, and we we immediately know that she's in a in a station of power. Vin spots it out very quickly. She's surrounded by other women, but they all defer to her. They all look at her when they talk. They on all, Wednesdays we wear pink. On Wednesday, yeah, on Wednesdays we wear pink. <laughs> um, stop trying to make Alamancy happen. It's not going to happen. Um, well, it is going to happen because Vin, this Lady Shan, starts interrogating Vin, basically uses every insults her looks insults her intelligence insults everything about her telling her that she's trash and that she should be lucky to be used never mind regina george is too good for this lady yeah yeah 
you know, you're too good to be used. So you better be happy that, I, that I'm using you right now. And Vin, through Breeze's very good training, recognizes that Lady Shan's an Alamancer. She's a soother. She She's soothing Vin, trying to get her onto her side. And so Vin, upon realizing this, kind of scans really fast because, you know, the alarms start going off. The Cayman alarms start going off again. And she realizes that the Terra Stewart that was serving Lady Shan very slyly came back from his meal early to go snoop on Ellen's table and go through the books. So she makes up a rather rude way to leave. She just basically stands him and goes, oh, my steward's going to be looking for me, and then ignores her when she asks her to stay and just walks away and stops the steward from looking around. And from there, I'm not going to go too in-depth on this because I know we're going to talk about it. She comes back, she starts fake reading books to keep the boys away, and she finds and she goes starts snooping through Ellen's books and she sees a book that has the title, like the, the, the weather patterns of the Northern Dominance or something mm-hmm. like that. But when she opens it, there is text, which I have it all here, but I'm going to spare that one. It's just text that basically goes against the Lord Ruler. It's, it basically points out how this, this society, for having an immoral ruler, should be way better than it is. Therefore, it's the Lord Ruler's fault that we're in a, such a bad society. And so some like heretical text... This kind of tracks, though, so far with Ellen. Ellen's kind of interested in how the people are being kept down, whether they are real people. He questions basically everything the ministry says. And in fact, Vin even says, as Lady Vallette says, I, st- I tend to question everything the ministry says. And Ellen re- responded with, that's interesting. You're way different than I thought you would be. Mm-hmm. Well, Ellen returns and they continue squabbling. Um Ellen says some controversial things to rouse Vin, just getting to get her, get a response out of her. And uh, he leaves. He gathers up the books, you know, thanks her for talking, says, hey, you should, uh, you should not space out balls by two months. How about that? And leaves. And Vin notices that she's leaving. He's leaving with two gentlemen. Sazed returns and she asks, who are those two he's leaving with? And he points out that they are the heirs to House Lacall and House Hastings. Mm-hmm. Both natural enemies of House Fincher yet they seem to be very cozy and very friendly to each other when they leave. Well, Vin and Sazed go to leave. Sazed's like, yeah, we should remember that because that seems pretty important. Um, We'll tell Kelsier that. They leave, and Vin starts to hear a struggle in the mist as they're going outside to their carriage. She turns on her tin, and she realizes that it's it's a guard dragging a ska boy. And so she keeps her tent on while she's waiting for her carriage and she's listening. And the guard goes over and says, it was the kitchen ska boy. He was begging from, from noblemen. And they kind of just nod. There's no other, just a nod. And this guy takes him out into the mist. And when he thinks he's far enough that the guest won't see, he just slits the boy's throat. And Vin is incredibly shook by this because there's literally elegance in dancing. Something that she's been saying to herself at this point, like... You know, how could, like, I think she even says at one point, how can Kelsier hate this? Like, there is elegance to the nobleman. There is elegance to this, you know. Yet, there it is. Look how closely, look how stark the difference is. Not ten feet away, there's an incredible ball, and ten feet the other direction, there's just blatant murder. And there's a really good quote that I... I can't really remember off the top of my head that mentions like, don't forget the ash just because you've seen some silk or something like that. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, that's where we're left with, with Vin, like, just shooken to the core that it's like, wow, that's right. You know, the skull lives are truly meaningless to them. She even says, I think at some point, like, even a pig wouldn't have been slaughtered, you know, in the, this close by to where, but they were just like, everyone stopped, stopped, stopped talking initially. But once the scream stopped, they continued talking almost like it was just like any other day. And that's where we're left. That's where we're left. Um, so quickly, right off the top, the epigraph. Okay, so we get we get to hear a little bit more about the person who discovered him, and it sounds like the Lord Ruler he was had imposter syndrome about him being the hero, but it turns out the person who found him is like no better. Like like the person who found him was was researching whether trees could talk. Well, I mean, you know, you know, or was it talk or think? Think, 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 think. yeah. So I mean, the, the, says I don't know. I don't know how much that says about anything, but I know it is interesting that it means like, you know, this guy would have found it, found him, figured him out, and then had to had to explain to everyone. Yeah, the guy who thinks that or is looking with to see if trees can think also thinks he found that he found the hero of ages. Yeah, I think the big thing it paints here though is the fact that like we don't know the exact prophecies. We haven't seen them. We just keep hearing that it references the Lord Ruler the hero and so if that's the case it seems like they have a very like almost they sounds like it has like a formalatic view of like who it could be and so i think the biggest thing this paints out is the person who discovered him and and the lord ruler himself both of them seem to just kind of like fall into this job neither of them were looking at it looking to do it in the first place yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to kind of see how all this stuff pans out because now we're getting introduced to our own little set of characters in the background here with this journal. Um, but I mean, a lot of things happen with this ball. I mean, yes, we have the back and forth with Ellen and Vin, and we're seeing a little bit of that. But, you know, now Vin is getting targeted by, you know, this Shan lady who <clears throat> apparently is like the second biggest house, I think, is Hilarial. And she's targeting her targeting uh vin because of ellen and vin you know thankfully was able to notice that she's an alamancer which this is the first time we're running up against a finger quotes enemy alamancer but the other thing is that ellen is got some interesting books so initially, it looks like all the the they were kind of basic political books, which sure, okay, noble guy maybe wants to be a politician, whatever. But this other one was clearly trying to be hidden, and probably something that the Saris, that Shan was looking for. Yeah, the fact that it was noted as a weather book, but uh, clearly wasn't, which is kind of funny. But at the same time, you would have thought Alan would have been maybe smart enough to know that hey, why is this weather book in with every, everything else that looked kind of suspicious. But at least he knew to hide it, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, like you said, it basically said, um, we've been ruled here by a immortal god king, you know, essentially, and everything should be significantly better if that this immortal, immortal god king was infallible. Hmm. Yeah, it just like strictly <clears throat> points out, you know, in the text itself, it strictly points out like, like almost exactly like you said, you know, we we have suffered from his faults specifically. And one of the things they mention in it that I think I want to point out, because 
we, we, we've had this discussion with characters discussing this, whether or not, you know, Vin's even mentioned it. Is this religion stuff, does it hold any weight, you know? And this book specifically points out that there was a revision of the deepness doctrine, which means that if you knew what happened because you were the exact person who was there, why do you, you know, why are you revising what you claimed happened? So I think like that's the thing with how this journal was hidden. I want to tie back to it because with how this journal's hidden, it makes these epigraphs way more exciting to look forward to because if this was hidden away inside the palace, it is not a known document that's being copied for anyone else to see. It must be the truth. And so if there was a revision to this doctrine, we 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 know then just by that text, if that's true, that the religion's wrong. The the discussion around it is wrong. And so this this journal, this these epigraphs probably hold the key to what actually happened. So I mean that's it's, it's it and it was really cool going through this a second time. So I mean we have a whole episode on the epigraphs. At the beginning of every episode we go through the epigraphs and it's mm-hmm. kind of cool to go through those again and piece them together. Yeah, but so let's talk in let's quickly go through this in a couple of steps here because I think the biggest things to note again are how comfortable Vin is with being a noble woman. I think that's something big especially like a big theme of this because she got really comfortable with it. She's actually kind of starting to enjoy it. She likes doing it. And then she's like brutally reminded. And I mean, so are we, right? I mean, it's like, why, why is this going on? Like, why are we trying to overthrow these? Oh, you know, exactly. Because (laughs) so up until this point, Brandon's been doing, at least been working pretty hard to kind of humanize the nobleman and give us that different view because before we only got the ska view, which was brutal and terrible. They were incredibly mistreated on the plantation. In the city, they were below animals. And Kelsier was like, this is why we hate the noblemen. And we could we could get behind that. And then we kind of get their side of things where Vin even kind of points out, do they even really know what's going on? Like, obviously there's some that are ignoring it, but like, do are they just disillusioned? Look at Ellen. He was like saying, like, are they treated right? Do do can they are they, you know, do they have intelligence? And it's like, whoa, are they just being like conditioned to 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 look at the people this way? Are they it's kind of that idea of like if you're kind of conditioned into it, are you truly to blame? At least Vince kind of toying at that a bit. But then that brutal reminder, it, it, you know, like you said, it reminded her and it reminds us wow, yeah, this isn't all fluffy and nice. Well, the other thing is that it shows how Ellen, this may be everyone, all of the noblemen or noble people, um, Ellen is really sheltered. I mean, mm-hmm. he goes, oh, well, you're scalling your plantations. Well, he probably has never been to a plantation. And he asks, like, compared to city scaw, well, how many city scaw has he interacted with? He's talking from an academic standpoint. Like, he's asking, he's he's legitimately curious because he has no idea. You know, he's hearing, oh, I think this, I think that, you know, the terrorist people are, you know, this or that or whatever, but he only interacts with them in a kind of sterile environment. Yeah. And I think that's, that's very, that's very telling of the, like you said, of, I think what you could see is most noble, noble people, at least up to this point. Another big thing we kind of get to go over here is that. There's some 
defiance in ellen right like oh because up to this point uh, oh there's defiance in ellen we haven't seen that no we (laughs) we've seen that but that's the thing what has Kelsier and Sazed said about it? Kelsier and Sazed have both been like... That it's an he, act. He's acting out to punish his dad. To mess with his father. That's it. But this time, we get to see that it might not be just to punish his his, his dad. Because I may have committed some light heresy. I may have committed <laughs> some light heresy. Yes. <laughs> Is that heresy? Yeah. Um... Yeah, he he's at least he's very critical of the final empire as a whole. And again, he when him and Vin are squabbling, she goes like, you know, well, last time I was here, you know, you didn't tell me you were the venture heir. In fact, you said that they were insufferable. And he goes, I did, didn't I? <laughs> and I'm living, I'm living up to that, yeah. aren't I? <laughs> I'm living up to that. And then on top of that, he he truly meant it. He he wasn't just saying that like, oh, I'm acting. It's one thing to act out against your father and it's another thing to actually feel that way about the house itself and he seems to actually feel that at least his own house and maybe and maybe even based on the documents the way the final empires run as a whole might not be such a great thing well because even even uh even ven goes well why are you ignoring your duty and he's like this isn't duty this is just wasting time yeah like he doesn't take any of this seriously and he points it out he's like we're at a freaking party and you're talking to me about duty and hmm, I mean, valid point, you know, it's, it's one of those things where we look at it and we go, Oh yeah, this is just part of the game to play. But he's looking at it as no, like this is just, this is all just frivolous BS. And I'm not going to take a part of it. I'd rather be doing this other stuff. He, he definitely has other stuff going on. I mean, we look at what he's reading. He's not reading for entertainment. Like he's, he's mm-hmm. reading something. And he's definitely got at least some stuff that it sounds like he probably shouldn't have. The conversations he's had with Ven are, um, keep you know, the ventures are terrible. They treat their servants terribly. He's really curious about the ska, even though he did diss Sazed a little bit. But it's almost like he was negging Sazed. No, I, again, <laughs> I don't even think it was that. I think what we said in the beginning when we, we pointed out and I kind of had that little bit of a detour, I really think that he reacted that way because that's how it like, you know how Vin the whole time was saying like, they're just ska. And she was telling herself, that's how a noble person would react. I think Ellen just had the, this is how a noble person would react. You know, they're insufferable. You know, they're, you know, they're so efficient. You know, they're a good tool. And that was his reaction. And when he he saw that Lady Valette did not have the same reaction, he, he was embarrassed because he probably doesn't believe what he just said. Which, and to be fair, he didn't like insult Sazed necessarily. I think he was trying to brush off the fact that Sazed essentially made a, made a point of saying he was being rude by putting his books all over Vin's table. Mm-hmm. And he Sazed was just moving the books, saying like, yeah. you did, you made a dick move. And he was like, oh yeah, look at him. He's he's pointing out my move. And then, and Vin was like, don't don't mess with him. And again, he, he seems to legitimately like take a step back and pause and go, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that. I, I went too far. And then he moves on, and they both move on. But then Ellen has, you know, these these heret- the heretical books, and he takes off with a couple of guys that are from the houses that are supposed to be like the enemies of Keith Venture, or the rivals of Keith Venture, and says it's like, we've got to go tell Kelsier this right away. So they decide to get, get ready and leave the ball, and now Vin is going to, you know, heading towards Kelsier with a new reminder of why she's been doing this in the first place. Hey guys, it's Matt. 
Thanks for listening to the Altos Podcast. You'll start seeing regularly scheduled episodes starting November 14, 2022. If you'd like to follow us, please consider subscribing. We're a small project, so please support us with likes and comments because that's what the algorithms crave. If you're listening to the YouTube channel, please hit the notification bell. And if you really want to give us a boost, consider supporting us on Patreon so we can give Vaughn a better mic.